Hey guys, Matt Donald here. Just letting you know at the top of the show once again that I now have a Patreon at patreon.com slash Matthew Donald. There you can find bonus content for this show and for my other show, The Ritwit, where two twits talk about ritting. It's a fun show. They're both fun shows. I mean, hopefully they're fun shows. I think they're fun shows. For Paleobites, we look at different pop culture featuring prehistoric animals, and this month we're talking about Dino Crisis, a series of classic PS1 slash Xbox games made by the same guys who made Resident Evil, and they're a fun time, or at least the first two are. Good stuff. Link is in the description on how you can get to the Patreon and support the show. Thank you so much for your support, and have a wonderful rest of your day. Roar, growl, snarl, bellow. Welcome to Paleobites, a podcast where the world will finally see how paleontologically knowledgeable we really are. And then, are you sure? And then promptly go about their business without concern or care. <laughs> <laughs> My name's Matthew Donald, and each week I and a rotating series of guests co-hosts talk about and rate a genus of prehistoric animal, be it dinosaur, mammal, arthropod, and so on. This week... I'm joined by my fellow uh, partner in crime in the creative world, but uh, pretty much opposite in terms of the physical world, <laughs> Natasha Crack. Hello. Hello, everyone. How are you? Oh, good. Getting up to the usual mischief. Of course, it's not always fun. You're out causing some mischief in some parks earlier today out in the snow. Yeah. Yep. With the nice weather, the snow's melting and it's turning half of them to mud. Yeah, so, yep, you you came into my house barefoot, like, no shoes, and I'm like, what's happened? And you're like, oh, because they're all muddy. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, something about white carpet and red mud not mixing yeah, no, very well. No, you know, my family likes you, so let's not ruin that by having you leaving us some presents there on the, <laughs> on the carpet, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so how, how have you been, though, otherwise? Oh, been pretty good. Busy between work and school. Yeah, you were telling me about some of those programs you're doing and yeah. software. Yes, GIS software. Soft- Fun stuff. Software's a fickle thing, isn't it? Oh, very, very. Just uh, when you think you have an idea of what it's going to do, it decides, nah, I hate you. I'm going <laughs> to crash. I've done that before. I've lost some episodes of the Retwit and Paleobite because it just randomly crashed. I'm like, no! I'm bad with backups. I need to do more backups. I need yeah. to save things twice. Uh, oh, oh, my professors. Make sure to have a backup of this. Make sure you have this data backed up somewhere. Yep. So external hard drives are right now my best friend because yeah. the software eats my processing power alive. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Uh, let's see. Oh, um, I, I guess here's a question. Speaking of class classes, uh, here's a question. If you had to if had to study any dinosaur and learn like all of the different things to learn about, like all the features of it, all the of its behavior, like really Ooh. extensively study just one species of dinosaur, which one would it be and why? Now that's an excellent question. Thanks. Um, one species of dinosaur. How's your phone doing, by the way? Is it charging? Oh, it's charging. Okay, good. Because sometimes I know it doesn't. it's kind of fickle with, like, if it goes through or not, so. Uh, if I had to study one species of dinosaur, honestly, I'd probably pick the Stegosaurus. Just, yeah. it's so strange. Yeah, because learn everything there is to know about it. And finally answer the question, what were those plates for? What were those plates for? Because <laughs> even modern paleontologists don't agree. Yeah. <laughs> Just when you think they've settled one debate, someone proposes that same hypothesis with new evidence. Right. I like I like the old theory. It's 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 not it's not considered true anymore. It's considered 
uh, outdated theory, but like the one where they thought the plates could move. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that. And it's not. It it's, doesn't make sense. It doesn't, but it's cool to imagine like raise, lower, raise, lower. If that's yeah. true, my theory is that they use them to fly. <laughs> <laughs> flap them and then buzz like little bugs. <laughs> well, then gravity must clearly have been different. <laughs> <laughs> that's my theory. You can... <laughs> I mean, if the plates have to be on their back, yeah. why? They, they, they serve no defensive purposes. Nope, nope they don't. For display, anything. that's the only reason I can think of. Yeah, usually that's the only reason for any quirky feature in nature is <laughs> yeah. display. Yeah, speaking of quirky features of nature, I guess, we're, we're talking about um, one of the pachycephalosaurids, and one of the ones that has been a victim of Jack Horner's ruthless attempts to suck the fun out of paleontology. Uh, we're oh, talking no. about Stiggy Moloch. Uh, you know, when I googled that thing, all that came up was Pachycephalosaurus. I know! How dare it! It's not even fully agreed on that it's, a, <laughs> that it's, it's own, not its own species anymore. It's still disputed, but I think Jack Horner just said to Wikipedia, like, no, make sure it redirects to Pachycephalosaurus. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, and I, here we are dabbling in conspiracy theory again. Yeah, actually, I've realized I don't like Jack Horner. I think he does. <laughs> he's the one that also came up with a theory of, like, oh no, T-Rex was exclusively a scavenger. Even though, yeah, like, nothing other than vultures is exclusively a scavenger. Well, it's very rare for a scavenger to evolve other than in the insect world. Right, exactly. Where they fit that ecological... Right, yeah, I guess, yeah, flies too and such. But, like, uh... Like, also, he was like, I'm going to absorb Taurus... I'm mean, Triceratops and put it in the Taurosaurus species by saying Triceratops is just a sub-adult Taurosaurus. Even though scientific etiquette dictates that whenever that happens, the species that was described first is the one that... That stays. And Triceratops uh, was described before Taurosaurus. I just think well, he likes before. to be controversial. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. But I've heard that's happened to a lot of species. They've actually legitimately discovered that, oh, this one creature that we thought was its own species is actually a subadult of this species. Right. And it also happened in reverse, though, too. Like, uh, Brachiosaurus used to be... Uh, they used to think it was in North America and in Africa. Uh -huh. But they found out the African version is different now, so it's called Giraffe Titan now. Interesting. So, it's kind of funny, a lot of our knowledge about Brachiosaurus comes from Giraffe Titans. That's where you have the more complete skeletons. <laughs> so. uh, eh, but scientists have to make do with what they can until new right. discoveries come out. But right. That's how science works. It is, always changing. Sticky Moloch, though, it means River Demon of Sticks. How cool <laughs> is that? Uh, following the Greek mythology, the Indeed. River Styx. Indeed. The river into the underworld. Sticky Moloch is like Chiron or Charon, or what is, what is his name? The guy who rows the boat, like, or he's like. Chiron the is the centaur. Chiron, yeah, it's not Chiron. Is it Charon? Chiron. Chiron or something. Yeah, something like that. Whatever Pluto's moon is named. <laughs> you know, those, of, those who are more. Well versed in Greek mythology, right. can yell at us in the comments right. section. Uh, please do. Indeed, indeed, please do. I'll let you know how to contact us at the end of the episode. Uh, is a pachycephalosaurid, as we said, is size ten to fourteen feet, slash three to four meters long, six hundred to seven hundred pounds, slash two twenty two hundred seventy five to three hundred twenty five kilograms. Uh, herbivore, late Cretaceous, sixty eight to sixty six million years ago. So right at the end. Uh, Location, northwestern USA, described in 1983. Pop culture appearances, it's briefly in Disney's Dinosaur. Yes, yes they are, actually, just yeah. briefly. Yeah, briefly. I think it's more prominent in a deleted scene, where, no, like, you no, see one of them collapse. It's the movie. Yeah, it's in the movie, but, like, there was a whole scene that was deleted where one of them collapsed, and then you see True. it get eaten by the Carnotaur. It's also in a prominent scene in Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Much uh, better appearance. Yes, because, like, it... it, it parades through a bunch of rich guys and sends them flying. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. 
Uh, Jack Horner is actually the uh, the um, well, he was anyways the main paleontological consultant of the Jurassic Park movies, which leads me to think he isn't for Jurassic World because why would they use Stiggy Moloch than otherwise? Yeah. So and I heard they get someone they're getting a new paleontological consultant for Jurassic World three. So yay! I don't know his name, but I'm sure it's something uh, fun. I'm sure it'll be the film. I like when I like I know some people like some, some paleontological communities. The Jurassic World movies are kind of a joke. It's like yeah, it's not accurate in these other ways, but I'm like, the movies have never been accurate. Like, none of the movies have. But here's the thing: right. they hold credit for driving a lot of people into paleontology. Right, exactly. And no one knew what Velociraptor was before Jurassic Park. This and is I, true. I mean, I knew it was discovered in the 30s, or whatever. But it didn't reach the pop culture. It did. It's introduced so many spe- species to new people, and like, yeah, it doesn't depict them all accurately. But I argue that just because it introduces them. And people hear about them, which means if they want to know what the real one is, they can look it up themselves. Yeah, if anything, Jurassic Park, Jurassic yeah. World, they hold credit for getting people curious. Myself, right, exactly. I didn't know what some of these species were until Jurassic Park. Well, like, even the new ones, like, this last new one that came out, I'd never heard of Cynoceratops before. I hadn't either. Yeah, but it's a prominent scene in the uh, new movie. It licks Dr- Chris Pratt's face when he's tranquilized with the... With uh, <laughs> when he gets tranquilized and he has to leave, it like wakes him up, and like you see it later on. And now I know that okay, it doesn't actually have the holes in the frills uh-huh. like it shows in the movie, but I know that because I looked it up, and I wouldn't have looked it up otherwise if I hadn't seen it in the movie. So, so yeah. I don't, I don't mind. There's like, a lot of shows like that. I'm a, I can yeah. pick on a few. Um, uh, what a, I've got a few favorites. Yeah, like, well, um, like, have you heard of? Here's uh, one for you. Yes, the, the audience will probably laugh, but. Yu-Gi-Oh! is what inspired me to look up Egyptian mythology. Right. 99% of their lore is wrong. But the, the but fact that they a... reference it and you hear about it, I mean, yeah, I, I think mean, there's still yeah. something to that, it, I think. It, if something drives you to be curious, who cares if the source is inaccurate? Right, well, it's like... Um, a really good one Have you? Yeah. for our yeah. American audience. Liberty's Kids. It was a 90s cartoon about oh. American history. Oh. It's not 100% accurate. Yeah, I'm assuming it probably uh, del- like oh, completely avoids the slavery part. Actually, no. It, it doesn't? It good. It good doesn't, on them. It okay. touches it, but it doesn't go to the depth it could. Well, but it's a kid's show. It is a kid's show, but, the, but good the on them for showing time, this is an unfortunate part of our history. It, yeah. At the same time, it could drive a kid to say, okay, what really happened? Right, exactly. That's why I say Well, like... Like, another good example, like, this is a show that's meant for preschoolers, but have you ever heard of Dinosaur Train? Yes! It's, it, I've even watched a few episodes, yeah, like, leave it on for the dogs to... Like, it's a, it's a preschool show, CGI show, and it has very, very cartoony dinosaurs. However, it does introduce a lot of obscure ones to kids. It does. So, and yeah. And they jump on a train to go to the different eras. Yeah, sure, exactly. the paleontology is awful. But, but like but the fact cool. that it shows these species and introduces them to kids. The kids are going to get curious. Yeah, like, exactly. Hey, mommy, get me a book on Stiggy Moloch. Right, exactly. Well, it's like in the new Jurassic World short that I was talking about Battle for Big Rock, uh, they introduced Nasutoceratops to the franchise, which is the one with the bullhorns. Ah. So that's pretty cool. Again, so Jurassic Park, yes, in the paleontology community, let it be a joke, but also let it in its think... place of introducing people and driving people into the subject. I mean, that's kind of what this podcast is for, I think. Like, introducing yeah. a lot of species to people they might not have heard about, but then they want to know the real information. <laughs> the, the, yeah. And if we inspire somebody to go into paleontology, ecology, biology, evolutionary yeah, biology... that'd be great. Cool. Yeah. Cool. But, yeah, you're not going to get all the info here, but you'll we're be introduced couple, to it. We're just a couple of goofballs, we're really. We're men, or whatever the term... That's not the word. I don't know what the term is. I don't know. 
well, we're just a couple goofballs who yeah. enjoy right. prehistoric life and Indeed. talking about it. Indeed. But so, uh, so Sticky Mock, uh, like I said, it's another victim of Jack Horner's ruthless attempts to like be like, oh, I'm going to absorb this species because this... <laughs> Like, look, I've said this before. I've done episodes on both Pachycephalosaurus and Dracorex, the other one that he's tried to do this with. Yes, and I've s- heard that from another paleontologist that they've been absorbed in the Pachycephalosaurus. I'm going to say it again both. here. I will fight to ensure the validity of these species. <laughs> like, partly because I think it's just... Just because they live in the same time and place and are in the same family doesn't mean they look... They're the same species. True. Like, like look at all the different species of antelope that cohabitate in the Serengeti, you know? Yeah. Like, well... One thing that I've heard from others in the scientific community is if you were to get five species of colubrid snakes, so king snakes, corn snakes, right. look at the skeletons alone, you can't tell that they're different species. Right, For exactly. All you know, they could be the same species, or on the skeleton alone, they could be different species. Well, and also, the heads are completely different for Stiggy Mullock and Pachycephalosaurus and Dracorex. Like, I get, like, oh, they think, oh, the baby ones had flatter domes and they bulged out with age. I can see that. What I don't get is the spikes. Why would you lose spikes when you got older? Right? That is unusual. Because like, spikes are armor. Right, exactly. And, like, did, did Sticky Mullock, like, use a nail file when it got older? <laughs> and got rid of them? Is that what did Jack Horner is suggesting? Did a robot get the Yeah, just like, just like, oh, let me just get rid of these things. It's my tenth birthday, so I gotta get rid of these things. <laughs> no! Like, what? Like, why lose spikes? Well, like, so that's one of my reasons why I don't want to make sure that I want to fight for their validity, but also because their names are cool. Yeah. <laughs> River yeah. Demon of Sticks, Dracorex Hogwartsia is Dragon King of Hogwarts. Like I mean, yeah, that's a fantastic tribute to a book series that would start many kids on the love of reading. Exactly. Like Jack Horner, you're not gonna use your precious evidence and scientific verification <laughs> to take away that awesomeness from the world. <laughs> Like, let no one forget, like I said, that you try to take away freaking Triceratops. Triceratops! I mean, come on, dude. I know this is mostly a rant episode, but whatever, I wanted to rant. <laughs> Look, I realize I'm almost certainly pissing off a crapload of actual paleontologists. Now they're probably sitting in the corner laughing. I hope so. Because, like, I know that, like, I know that I don't know. I don't know all the evidence. A lot of scientists who do think that they're the same species, they know a lot more evidence than I do. But this is the hill I'm going to die on. <laughs> not peace on Earth, not goodwill toward men, but that Sticky Mollock and Dracorex are separate species from Pachycephalosaurus purely because of their awesome names and partly because of their minute little differences. <laughs> if you disagree, well, we already did an episode on Pachycephalosaurus, so check that out, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's just Sticky Mollock. It's so cool. And, like, it has that, that weird horn on its nose, like, as well as the spikes. I don't uh, see that on Pachycephalosaurus. Where's the... <laughs> What's going on? I'm sorry, I'm just ranting, I know. Ah. <laughs> I liked that scene in Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, though. I like how that was cool. <laughs> Do you remember that where, like, it helped them break out of that cell? Yes. And, like, and then it, like, uh, I guess just to present the the point of the opposition, just because that's what good debates should. The theory is that Dracorex is a baby, or maybe not baby, but, like, a, a younger, a younger pecky stuff source. Stiggy Mollock is the sub-adult. And then Pachycephalosaurus is the full adult. You know, I have heard that argument. But, I don't know, their heads look completely different. <laughs> like, there's so many more spikes on Dracorex and Sticky Mock than Pachycephalosaurus. I, I just... And yeah, they all lived in the same time and place. I don't know, I just... I don't. As long as they ate different things, like one of them was more browsing higher trees, one of them was browsing lower shrubs, you know? Yeah. They could cohabitate, you know? They could live in the same time and place. Well, even if you look at all the different ungulates... 
here yeah. in Colorado, they eat about the same thing. Yeah, we got deer, we got pronghorn antelope, we got like moose, moose, we elk. elk. Yeah, we got all these different one-tailed deer. Yeah, they're all and they're all different. Like as long as like the only time where like I think oh there could only be like one species that in the family present is like if it's like a big predator. Yeah, even then, predators are very touchy about sharing their land. And even then, in the African savanna, you got leopards, cheetahs, and lions. Well, so, they occupy three different ecological niches. Right, which is why I'm saying maybe this these could too. Like, it's very possible. Yeah, like, I, I maybe I could say that Dracorex and Sticky Moloch are the same species, but they're separate from Pachycephalosaurus. But in which case, I don't know which one I want to give up. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, unfortunately, since Sticky Mock was discovered first, that would be the one that would keep if that was true. That, if that's how the rules of scientific etiquette. Bye, no, Dragon I... King of Hogwarts. No, no, yeah. I refuse. <laughs> 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 yeah. Anyways, well, we're gonna write the Emma one out of sixty-five million. I'm gonna, I'm gonna piss Jack Horner off and stand my ground. Sixty-five million. You know what? Just to throw it in their face, let's stick with sixty-five million. Hell, seventy million. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, Jack Horner. <laughs> nah, I'm sure you're fine. I'm sure, but I don't know. I just I like Rob ba- Robert Backer more. He's they have a little bit of a rivalry. Robert Backer also wrote Raptor Red, which is one of my favorite books. Ah. And you know it's kind of funny. I remember there was like a because uh, like in the Lost World Jurassic Park the sequel, there's that paleontologist that accompanies them, and he kind of he's supposed to be modeled after Robert Backer. Ah. And even though Jack Horner is the uh, head of the uh, paleontological community, uh, head of the of the uh, uh, the consultants for that movie. So of course he had that uh, that paleontologist that's based off of him get eaten by the T Rex, <laughs> <laughs> which uh, which is petty as well. But but like also, Brother Becker said in response, "Hey, it looks like they are hunters, huh?" <laughs> <laughs> I guess you proved my point. <laughs> so that uh, was pretty funny. scientific squabbles, eh? It's just like the Bone Wars from back in the day, like Neil Charles Marsh and oh, Edward yes. Drinker Cope will fight each other. Yes. Competition drives things forward sometimes. In its own odd way, it really did. Yeah. Like the space race that did a similar thing. That's one of the reasons why we got to the moon. Yep. Because of competition and politics, not just science. So. No. Um, Ultimately, that is tragically what drove us to the moon. Yeah. Eventually. I'm assuming what's going to... Well, we'll really get paleontologists... Well, not paleontologists. We'll get astronomers. We'll get people to the out to the... Base. Once more, we say, "Oh, there's a lot of profit to be made up there. Asteroid mining, all the oil that's on Titan." <laughs> yeah, well, they can't touch Titan without uh, accidentally torching the place. I guess that's true. With our modern fuel methods. That's true. Just immediately light up. Someone lights a cigarette. <laughs> whole planet explodes. Basically, yeah. <laughs> Titan is that touchy. Yeah. All hydrocarbons. Indeed. Uh, all right. Well, that's it for this week. <laughs> <laughs> you can if you want to get a hold of the show you can contact us at mattd at methadoncreator.com you can find me on social media at methadoncreator on Facebook at methadon64 on Twitter and methadon64 on Instagram uh, you can send us emails uh, about like no I'm a Jack Horner's biggest fan and like, <laughs> I'm uh, like oh that's fine it's a valid point uh, if you're Jack Horner's mother though uh, I guess you know I'm glad you're defending your, your boy and all but we don't care <laughs> <laughs> if you're interested in writing I have a podcast called The Ritwit, where two twits, me and Matt David, talk about writing. 
Uh, it's a fun show. I have fun with it anyways. Both these are fun. I like to have fun with them. You're having fun, right? Absolutely. Yeah, you're just kind of moving around a little bit, but of course you're usually kind of restless. You like to move around. I am a restless soul. Yeah, and you're like, I want to hike another seven miles. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, they're going to try and kill me tomorrow morning when I go to my CrossFit class. Of course, good. At least you're having fun today. Uh, as well as that, I have a book series on Amazon called Megazoic, available for print and Kindle. Dinosaurs with laser guns! Oh yeah, there's a plot too. <laughs> <laughs> there is a plot, I swear. Actually, I've worked hard on that plot. There's like an overarching story across all four books. You should read it! I, I look pretty good! <laughs> Anyways, that's it for this week, and as we say at the end of every episode, uh, I guess... <laughs> <laughs> Screw Jack Horner! <laughs> <laughs>